And action! Welcome to another episode of the Action Podcast, episode number 33. And if that is not on track, guys, I'm so sorry. We've, we've, we've had a little bit of craziness, but uh, we're here to get back on track here. Life and happens, Paul. Life happens, yeah. I've been gone um, and had some other work, but hey, we're still reviewing the movies. We're still getting our work done. So this week, we're reviewing Amsterdam, which has a star-studded cast. Looking forward to hear. I have not seen that one, but Pete has. We're looking forward to seeing hearing his review on that one. Yes. Uh, the second film is Lyle Lyle Crocodile, based off the children's book. The third film is Luckiest Girl Alive, which is the number one film on Netflix right now. Number four is Mr. Harrington's Phone, also on Netflix. Both yeah. of Pete and I saw that one, so you, you actually get to hear two opinions. Fifth is Significant Others on Paramount+. Plus. Sixth is Dead for Dollar, which I believe is on demand only. Uh, maybe select yep. theaters. Yep. And number seven, the last one is where the scary thing are scary things are, which you can find on Paramount Plus. So with that, Pete, let's hear. Uh, and there's also, uh, sorry to interrupt, but there's also five films that I was able to catch that are going to go on my do not watch list, and I'll just kind of burn through those, but mostly just titles, um, and let you know you don't need to waste your time. There's plenty of other things you can watch. Sounds good. Okay. So with that, Pete, Amsterdam, long-awaited Amsterdam. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, highly anticipated. A lot of lot of marketing went into this star-studded cast, like you said. And um, uh, this was directed by David O. Russell, who we know from American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook, um, The Fighter. Um, it's a lot of great films. Um, it, this this was really kind of strange. Okay, let me try to explain because I'm I'm struggling with this film. Great story, like I liked the story itself star-studded cast each actor did phenomenally whether their whether their part was larger or smaller funny like it was really kind of funny and yet i don't know if i liked it or not you know what i mean like it's just yeah. really it, it had every it had every element and the performances like i said were really great i mean christian bale was great margot like, robbie don't look up. Did you see that one? No, that came out like a year ago. That was on Netflix with like Jonah with DiCaprio. Hill. Yeah, DiCaprio was in that. Jonah Hill, and it was kind of yeah. the same thing. Like just, yeah, there was moments, and it's funny, but it just didn't seem to all come together as a film. Like maybe the, just the chemistry wasn't there. I don't know. Like I understand why they had to do what they did. Like a big portion, not a big portion, but the, the big part of the beginning of it was building the relationship between the three friends. So you kind of needed that in order for it to, you know, and for in order for you to want to kind of follow along uh, this journey with them. And Rami Malek was really good. I mean, this guy is like so intense when he acts. Um, like his eyes, especially. Like yeah. he's talking. He's just. He kind of draws you in. Robert De Niro was great. You know, Taylor Swift was fine. You know, she was in it for like about five minutes of screen time. Mike Myers and and Michael Shannon, um, they were really funny. They had great little um, bits between themselves about bird watching and birds and stuff like that. And it was like kind of really, really kind of well done. Chris Rock is is real good in it too, even though it's a really small role. Um, I don't know, but I don't even know how I would even offer up advice on how to make the movie better i mean it's a good movie and and people should definitely go and see it but i don't know i just can't really come to a consensus on what um with with all the voices in my head on whether or not i like it or not hmm. 
Well, I'm it was good, but I don't know. I think it was because it was like built up so much yeah. um, that maybe I was, I guess, kind of let down a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, it was good, and and like I said, if you for nothing else, go and see it for the performances because they're uh, Christian Bale. I mean, crushes. Um, and Margot Robbie, she's fine. Uh, her character doesn't doesn't really call for a lot, but Rami Malek, I would go and see it for him. John David Washington. And, yeah, he was really good uh, as well, but he was very subdued uh, character. He really wasn't um, really kind of in the forefront uh, in terms of of acting. I mean, this is all this is all Christian Bale and 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 Rami Malek. Awesome for sure. Well, like I said, I'll check it out next week, and uh, we'll have a more in depth conversation. But yeah, we'll, we'll move on since we got a, we got a tight schedule today. But uh, next film is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And uh, so I <laughs> I went to go see this last night and I chose was choosing between this and Amsterdam because Amsterdam was the movie I wanted to see. But, you know, just wanted to give our audience a little bit of a palette. So I was like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take one for the team on this one. So I wasn't necessarily. Looking- it's interesting that you said take one for the team, because when I saw the previews for it, I, I was completely turned off by it. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is this looks ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, I remember the children's book, but I couldn't tell you anything about what was <laughs> So I kind of came into this one. Yeah, awesome. Way to cough right in the middle of my talk. Uh, so I, I came in with pretty low expectations. And uh, but I'll tell you what, I actually enjoyed enjoyed it. And it was fun. I, th- I thought the crowd laughed quite a bit. Uh, there's some definitely some funny scenes. You know, they do some good jokes with it. But the crocodile itself, man, I mean, this is always to me the key is is, is you got to have a likable character. And Lala Crocodile, he's uh, he's likable. And you got to love him. Yeah, and um, you know, just real quick. Ultimately, he's a he's a, a crocodile that can't talk, but he can sing. So he can't just like tell you how he feels, but he can he can sing, and it's he kind of has like stage fright, and that's kind of the premise of the film. And so, mm. very very interesting, very fun. Javier Bardem is is uh, magnificent in this role because it just he really really fits kind of um, he 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 has that element to him uh, acting wise. So. Like I said, I, I think if you've got a family, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I had a good time with it. Uh, our third film is Luckiest Girl Live starring Mila Kunis, uh, and that's on Netflix. And Pete, you did not see this, did you? I did not, but my wife did, and she was not thrilled with it. So I, I, I think this movie definitely gets a asterisk, meaning it's tough subject matter yeah she said that it was it was really there was the subject matter was very difficult to get through um really graphic parts yeah it's 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 extremely dark uh extremely like i said extremely tough uh subject matter and uh, i don't want to necessarily give it away because i don't know if it's in the synopsis but basically she's dealing with almost two traumas and and then you know she tries to move on with her life but then it kind of comes back and so it's just her dealing with it. And so I, I thought she did a good job. I mean, this was a different type of performance for her. She doesn't typically do pure drama, but um, I, I, I would say if you can stomach the subject matter, I, I thought it was good. Like I said, it's number one on Netflix right now for a reason. People are watching it, um, but it's just, again, know that it's a tough one to get through. It's maybe a one-time watcher just because it's that tough. But I, I do think it's interesting perspective and interesting to see them go through this and they give a lot of good different perspectives within the film so i i recommend that well maybe i'll check it out yeah i i I think you should i think it's like i said just a a film that people should watch just because of the subject matter because 
just to understand, uh, you, you know, and, um, I don't even know if I could say it or not. Well, you yeah, can, you can answer the question. Is she the luckiest girl alive? <laughs> that's I guess that's the perspective thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got to go through that and, and I'm so lucky. Yeah. Uh, the number four film we're going to watch is Mr. Harrington's phone. Yeah. And uh, I'll let you start on this one, Pete. This is yeah. also on Netflix. This is also on Netflix directed by John Lee Hancock, who did the Highwaymen, which I enjoyed. Saving Mr. Banks, uh, the founder, uh, which uh, with uh, the McDonald's with Michael Keaton, I thought that was really great, and the Blind Side, of course, which is um, so. This is a, this is a really highly acclaimed uh, director, and he wrote it, and he wrote it, uh, starring Donald Sutherland and Jaden Martell, who you, if you don't know the name, you would recognize him as the main boy in the It series, um, the right. one, uh, That's what it was. the one, you, the one with the with the stutter. Um, he's been in some other things as well, but that's his big role, right? That's his breakout role. Um, stuttering Stan, yeah. stuttering Stan, stuttering Stan. <laughs> he, um, you know, he, he did really well. I thought this film was, was good. And I, and I, and I recommend seeing it for sure. I mean, it's Netflix. So if you need something to watch, this is certainly up there on the ones that you should watch, uh, while you're at, at home. Um, I, I thought that the beginning of it, the, the relationship building between Donald Sutherland and, so here's the deal. Donald, Donald Sutherland is like a billionaire guy. He's kind of lonely. He hires this kid to come to his house like two, three times a week and just read him books. Um, and they develop this rapport. Um, and then the guy, uh, then the kid buys him a cell phone, even though he's against technology and whatever, just buys him a cell phone. Like, look, this is my gift to you. You're worth a billion dollars. What do you need? So he's like, okay. And so then he actually starts getting into it. He's like, oh my God, I can check my stocks in real time. This is so amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. He dies. Right. And so after he dies, the kid slips the cell phone into uh, his his coffin. He gets buried and then he starts receiving calls like that's the setup to the movie, even though I'm already halfway through the film. Right. So then the that's second. Long, half, yeah, it's a long setup. It's a long setup. And I, and I think they could have really gone a little bit more paranormal with this one. Um, no, no, was, I, I, I did, no, I, I disagree. You liked it? They didn't. Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm almost happy it wasn't paranormal because it was almost very like. I don't know. It just kind of kept me like, I want to know what's happening next because I didn't know where it was going. And I thought it was more paranoia. No one, it wasn't. So I kind of like that. It wasn't, um, and even though you know, the answer, they do try to keep you guessing. Like, is it yeah. really a paranormal thing or is it something yeah. else? I mean, you know, the answer, but it never really reveals it, which is good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I thought I really it was enjoyed it too. Yeah. I, I watched it on the plane and, um, I thought the music, the music was great. The pacing, like I said in the beginning, uh, this is a film. Like again, the, the title is okay, you know, not that great. Um, but like you're saying, John Lee Hancock is a very accomplished director, and I thought he did a good job. And I think uh, it is a well crafted film. Uh, yeah. Again, kind of using all the tools in the toolbox, and uh, again, ma- making a very kind of simple concept but it's pretty deep still and mm-hmm. again I, I like the story too I, th- I think it works so i definitely well, and his and, and the kid's growth uh his character's growth uh throughout the whole thing is 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 yeah. extraordinary and they really he, he really did kind of portray that and spotlight it um yeah. all character. the way through and 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 you really kind of rooted for him the whole time awesome okay next film we have significant others which is on paramount plus uh, i didn't yeah know, i started and i did i literally didn't get to finish it at all Yes, this this was a bizarre, a bizarre movie directed by Dan Burke and Robert Olson, who they've directed a couple of other things, but um, smaller sort of films. 
starring uh, Maika Monroe or Micah Monroe uh, and Jack Micah Monroe and Jack Lacey. This is basically um, a couple goes out on this like nature hike uh, camping trip, um, and the guy basically wants to propose to her. That's the whole plan, um, but she's got like some issues. Like she's all messed up, and so basically, there's this alien type creature that is sort of in the woods as well. It's interest. It's an interesting watch, and I and I recommend seeing it because there's definitely a twist in it where you're like oh shoot i didn't see that coming and there's a little bit of kind of comedy in, in in the way that they've they made the reveal but the reveal isn't at the end really it's 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 a little bit more halfway through the middle and the end and it does keep you sort of like there's a little bit of tension as well so basically i'll just let you know that one of them gets infected and and the other one is on a run for their lives and so and it, it's about alien invasion, basically, but it's a long, drawn out sort of in the woods sort of story. So there's a lot of that sort of claustrophobia of being in the woods uh, and not really having any kind of means of escape, really. Um, it's not great, but, you know, it's a good watch. If, if, like I said, if you've already seen Mr. Harrington's phone and are OK with the subject matter of, of Luckiest Girl Alive, then definitely, definitely see it. Definitely check it out. It's, it's worth a, it's worth a view. Hmm. All right, cool. Uh, and then number six, we have the Western Dead for Dollar. Uh, and this one had a pretty incredible cast. I'll let you talk about it. I didn't really get that far into it myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you give your opinion on this one. Yeah, Dead for Dollar. I think this one came out last week and we didn't get to it. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to kind of catch it on demand uh, starring Christoph Waltz. You know how um, you were able to catch it is because I bought it. Right. You bought it, and I saw it, and I'm like, hey, I'll buy it. I'll be and I'll watch it. I bought it. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Willem Dafoe, and Benjamin Bratt, um, among others. So, I mean, this 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 was set up to be a great Western, um, but I think it really fell short in a way. Um, I think that Christoph Waltz, who's a, a phenomenal actor, is like one of the best. Um, I don't know. I don't think this role was right for him. Um, it, he was he was so subtle and so subdued in a way. Uh, and Willem Dafoe's character was was very you know, he's very Willem Dafoe. So he's just like very much yeah. like I'm going to get like I'm fucking doing everything and I'm doing it well. Um, you know, he's always great. Um, so the premise is, is that. Yeah. Christoph Waltz's character is like a, a bounty hunter, um, and he was basically hired to go and retrieve down in Mexico um, the wife of a guy who plays who's played by Rachel Brosnahan and uh, her black counterpart. Um, and so they have a relationship. Do they not have a relationship? Is it risque? Is it, you know, but he left the army, uh, deserted the army. So he's he needs to come back to face federal charges. Um, and then. Christoph Waltz's um, partner in crime in, in this journey is another one of the black friends of the army guy. And so, but they have a plot as well to try to get money. But then Benjamin Bratt shows up as like the head of Mexico and who kills people if they're on his land kind of thing. But he runs it and everyone pays homage to him. Um, and then they go to this little town where they got to wait for the husband of the, so, there's a, so much going on in this film, um, from so many different angles. And then, you know, the kind of subdued 
acting of of Christoph Waltz, but it's not his fault. I think it's just the way that his character is supposed to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. And you know the 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 man uh, uh, Christoph Waltz and William Defoe's characters like are established from the very beginning. Like they hate each other, and they run into each other, they're going to kill each other, kind of thing. Uh, and then the big it's supposed to be like this big showdown and it's not really that great. And so I, I don't know. Not that great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would I say my, my only critique on it was, again, with all these actors, I didn't and like they stole, And they stole a lot of the music from like old Westerns. That, I mean, it's just it's just a copy of, of I, the music. I didn't like the look of it. It looked very like too low budget. Like I've seen low budget Western ones that still look good. Yeah. And that's kind of like the hallmark. But it's like I, I don't like the cameras they use. And I know it's super technical, but it, it just looked like a movie 20 years ago, a low-budget 20 years ago film, as opposed to a low-budget film now. I mean, yeah. I just I just shot something on a DSLR, and it looked better than this. You know what I mean? And it's like, why? Like, what big, What did you do wrong? Yeah. Big disappointment for me was not, not Christoph Waltz as a as an actor. Let me just make that straight, because he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but... You know him running around the town with a with a shot uh, with a rifle. And he just didn't look natural. Uh, he he's just not made for, you know, a yeah, bounty hunter. Yeah. You know, in the old west, it's just not something that he should have done at yeah. all. All right, and then um, next we have uh, the last one is on Paramount Plus as well, and this is called "Where the Scary Things Are." And so one of the reasons why I want to watch this this was hyped as Goonie meets like it, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think. That. I think that's a terrible comparison because a the this is a this is a horror film so this is not a feel good children's movie an adventure like it's not that at all so like don't leave the Goonies out of this they did nothing to you there's and, no chunk character no I mean okay. some of the kids have like cool little quirks but these aren't that likable kids either like these kids are assholes and right. so it's like right away it's just like geez yeah. like. News break. Most kids are assholes. No, but these these are like some dark, disturbed kids. Oh, like that kind. Right. Yeah, these are like they're called the Dockers, and they live in in. But Dockers is like they blackmail people uh, to get money and stuff like that. It's like it's like these are not like they live on the goon docks. Yeah, no, it's well, it's Dockers spelled with two Ks, but yeah, these are again, I it's it's a interesting premise. I haven't finished it completely yet, but I'm. I do want to watch the rest of it. I'm like 20 minutes left, 30 minutes left. Yeah, so I'm curious invested. where it goes, but this is definitely a horror, more horror thriller type, and it's darker. Are so. there jump scares? No. Like I said, it's more, Never disturbing. Like, okay. it's more yeah. disturbing. It's rated R, so it's it's like a disturbing type mm. film. But like I said, it's an interesting premise. It's ultimately uh, a teacher gives them an assignment, and they have to basically create their own urban legend and but they want to like scare the shit out of people so they want to take it like up a notch so that's kind of the premise of it so take that for for what it's worth um and so yeah so with that because we need to wrap this up Pete. i know you've got uh, yeah let me bounce through uh five quick films do not watch list from peter yours favorite yours truly uh on hulu there were two movies that were kind of put out uh one was grim cuddy don't bother uh, that's just a, a an urban legend come to life, and it's not well acted, and the the villain looks horrible. Uh, the other one was Hellraiser, which you know I didn't have a lot of hope for because I was never really a Hellraiser fan from the beginning, uh, like back in the day when all like the original horror films started coming out. Yeah. Um, 
And I love the fact that they made the new Hellraiser a girl. Like, I get it. Like, it's a cool idea. But again, acting was really bad um, and, and just really bad. Uh, the third one was Project Legion. I don't even know if you've heard of this film. I heard about this film because it's an um, uh, Donald Cerrone is an MMA fighter who, and this was like his first uh, like big acting thing. And I started watching it and I got through about four minutes of it. And I was like, nah, this is not good at all. So if you have a chance to see it, I would recommend you probably just skip it. Um, another one was called Masking Threshold, which the, the, the synopsis of it really, really was kind of intriguing, but the first 20 minutes is you don't even see the character. It's just his mind and you hear his voice and he's going through like his daily thoughts uh, and you get visualizations of what he's doing throughout. And you can't even get through that because it's a really, really bizarre way to start a film. Like you don't start a film like that unless it's going to be phenomenal. And maybe it is. I couldn't even get through it. Uh, the last one, which I did get through, was called The Visitor. Um, kind of got this get out sort of vibe, but it's just not good at all. So those are my do not watch list. Awesome. So on tap, uh, the the major release this this upcoming week. It's actually it's already out as we speak today. Uh, but uh, as Halloween ends, which is the final chapter for Halloween, right? Uh, there's also the sneak preview t- for Till, wow. and that's can't wait for Till. Till now it's not nationwide release, but we'll try and check it out and give you guys uh, an early sneak preview of it. And then lastly is Curse of Bridge Hollow, which stars uh, Marlon Wayans, Pete was saying. So hopefully that's... Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So hopefully that... So it's, it's the time of year to go and watch some some Halloween stuff. And this is a good opportunity to see stuff. Probably going to be very funny because, uh, you know, uh, we got a Wayans in there. So yeah. they always make you laugh. And then upcoming on our schedule, uh, already shot and, and probably going to be released uh, next week is Goonies. Uh, we also have uh, Star Wars that's up up tap, and then hopefully we're going to get to the original Halloween before actual Halloween. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you make sure if you uh, haven't subscribed, you're listening to um, on on your favorite podcast network. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, all the good ones. Uh, check us out there. Make sure you follow us, downloads, uh, help increase those. If you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure you like and subscribe and comment. What what are some of the films that you want you want us to see? Uh, we definitely want to cater to our fans. So with that being said, Pete, that is a cut. Thanks, guys. Thanks.